Did you know that many consider Grand Track 10, released in 1974, to be the very first racing video game ever? Grand Track 10 arcade cabinet had a steering wheel as a controller, plus pedals and a gear shift. You're listening to the Xbox Hub podcast, the official podcast of the xboxhub.com. For the latest Xbox news, reviews, videos, and opinions, make sure you visit the xboxhub.com. But for now, settle down, get comfy, and open your ears for some podcast delights. Hello and welcome to the Xbox Hub official podcast, episode 114. My name is Gareth Bridie, I'm going to be your host, and on my virtual left is Mr. James Burks. How are you doing, James? Hello there. Uh, I'm not too bad, thank you. How about you? Oh, good, thank you. I thought you said ole then. I thought you went ole. I thought this is good. Spanish. (laughs) Um, On my virtual right is Mr. Paul Renshaw. How are you doing, Paul? Olay! Hey, good for our Spanish friends. I like that. I'm, I'm doing very well. I'm playing Forza Horizon Five, so Olay perhaps fits right in with that. So, uh, yeah. but yes, um, I'm doing very well, thank you. How are you, Gareth? Very good, thank you. And our first of my virtual opposite is Mr. William Caruana. How you doing, William? I'm doing all right. How are you? Happy New Year! It's your first one of the year, isn't it? Yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, I always say this, William's in Canada, he's in Toronto, um, and I always just like to say it because I'm always jealous. Um, what's the temperature like there, William? Uh, it's It's been cold. It's, <laughs> uh, we had a blizzard a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, actually, I kid you not, we had a blizzard, and then the next day, uh, Microsoft bought blizzard. So, uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Very good link. I like that. Um, James, what have you been doing this week? Well, what, what haven't you been doing? Watching loads of films, TV, you name it. Um, but mainly, I'm watching a new Netflix series called All of Us Are Dead, um, which sounds very nice, sounds of course. Cheerful. <laughs> yeah, it's not a prediction of the future. Um, but it's a... <laughs> It's a Korean drama. It's set in a high school, but there's a virus outbreak. So it's very much a zombie apocalypse style TV series. Um, and it reminds me, the, the zombie style reminds me of a bit of Trade to Busan. So they're quite quick and they're all raging, which, which is quite exciting. Um, yeah, there's 12 episodes. And I think what Korean dramas do quite well, I think this does quite well, is that although it's a zombie series, they really bring out like the, the difference in so, social classes and because it's in a school, it tackles bullying um, and just the way different people in school react to the situation and a bit of self-preservation. It's it's really good and really intense at times. Um, so I definitely recommend that. It's about 12 hours long now. Wow. Free up some time to watch it. That is a long episode. Well, it's it, 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 12 episodes. 
An hour oh, each, right. right. Sorry. I thought you meant they were like 12 hours each, I was going to say. Good grief. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I think it was quite a big hit, you know. Okay. I mean, not quite a squid game, but yeah. definitely up there. Okay. All of us are dead. Thank you, James. What about you, Paul? What have you been doing this week? Um, nothing as exciting as watching telly, I'm afraid. Um, I've been for a blood test. Um, the the woman that did it was the most efficient nurse I've ever seen in my life. I sat down, she went, jab, pulled it out, and then, right, there you go. I was like, oh, is that it? Yeah, right, see you later then. Um, so, yeah, that was uh, lots of fun. Um, and then other than that, it's just lots of work, arguing with various computer suppliers as to why um, a thing that I've paid £15,000 for um why i actually want it to work they can't seem to get it through the head so uh, yeah spending a lot of time arguing with various people all over the world trying to get this thing working but apart from that just same old same old oh, there you go it's always i like your health checks every time it's always good to do a well health you check. know I, I, it's just you know i like to keep the public informed as to how i'm doing Creepy. i haven't had the results of the blood test yet so i don't know if i'm still captain diabetes or if i've recovered but okay. we will find out right fingers crossed, fingers crossed. absolutely cheers stay tuned for the next exciting installment in paul's health uh, story yeah <laughs> william what about you what have you been doing this week uh okay so society finally opened up here again finally uh we've been in lockdown for three weeks and right before that i was in quarantine so i haven't been able to go to the theater for a month and so the theaters finally opened up my friend and i went out we saw the new kingsman movie i went the next day i saw licorice pizza and then on streaming, I've been catching up with some of the Oscar buzz films. So I saw the new Macbeth, I saw Coda, and I saw Being the Ricardos. And I, I liked all of them, mm. you know, which is great. Uh, it's not often that everything hits, but everything hit. Yeah. I've only watched, what have I watched out of that? I've watched oh, the Ricardos one. I really like that. I thought it was really good. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Great, that's good. I like that. Um, I'm going to really mention two things this week, really quickly. Things to recommend is a podcast called Rabbit Hole, um, and it's um, by the New York Times. It's got like eight episode um, podcast. It's really good, but it's really interesting because it goes into talking about the internet, really, and talking about kind of YouTube in, in particular, about how people. It follows this one guy who basically just got into YouTube. Was very young, eighteen, left college, and then start to get into more kind of like political stuff and into more sort of far right stuff so it talks about youtube and about algorithms and about how at that time the algorithms were just always pointing you so if you liked something that was quite i don't know hateful <laughs> it's going to recommend another hateful thing that mm. was the thing so it's all about that it talks about pew pew pie pewdiepie is that how you say it the youtuber pewdiepie talks about him he's on two episodes that's really interesting it's a brilliantly world document um, bit of journalism as well for rabbit hole and there's a series on netflix as well as another thing which is called archive 81 which is like a ghost story really but really really good really excellent about this person trying to put together these lost videotapes from the 90s um of a fire yeah, it's really is it a documentary? Good. No, it's a, it's a series. Oh. Yeah, not for you, James. 
Not for you. Is it 12 hours long? Not 12 hours long, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but good, but we're not here to talk about that. We're talking about games. And we all saw um, PlayStation State of Play yesterday. Um, I hope we've all saw it. Um, Absolutely. Gran Turismo. Now, luckily enough, we've got two people who haven't got PlayStations here. <laughs> Never won them. <laughs> but me and William have got PlayStations. But Paul has played Gran Turismo in the past, haven't you, Paul? I have played right up. I even bought a PS3 to play Gran Turismo 5 um, and The Last of Us. Um, and they were both equally disappointing. So I sold it about a week later. Right. So there you go. Um, but yes, the first four Gran Turismo games, I mean, the amount of hours I spent in that. The second game in particular, I actually had, uh, I think I had three different memory cards with like cars from A to F on one card and from G to M on the other, and then the rest on another memory card. So yeah, I properly spent time playing Gran Turismo. And what did you think yesterday of the? We'll go through it with each of us. What did you? What was your first impression? Being you're a massive fan of Forza. I I love driving games. Yeah. Um. I I love Forza as well. Um. Having played Forza Horizon Five, my first thought was. I actually kind of found myself agreeing with Neil when we were chatting on the podcast a while back about the the difference between a track-based racer like Forza Motorsport or Gran Turismo and something like Horizon. Um, my first thought was it looked quite restrictive. I was thinking, why don't they just charge off through that fence and disappear across the fields? <laughs> um, but other than that, I was I was impressed as a technical sort of showcase it looked very good mm. there, there were a few things that i wasn't sure about like there was there was one bit where they were showing the i think it was the replay and it was a subaru driving down a rally track and it was as shiny at the end of the track as it was at the start whereas you know in forza horizon for instance the cars get dirty and they look grubby and battered by the end of the race um but other than that, I mean, I was blown away by the amount of detail they've gone into with the uh, with the weather system. Mm, mm. Yeah, you know, all the clouds yeah, and, yeah. you know, on this bit of the track, it'll be wet. On the other bit of the track, it'll be dry. And, and also, yeah, it's, I, it's working with the weather systems wherever that place is as well, isn't it? Yeah, right? exactly. And, and the starry sky bit as well was mm. quite impressive. Yeah. So if you're in a, in a track in Japan, then the sky will look like it would look in Japan and different in California, say. So yeah. the detail around the game is amazing, and it, it looks very, very well done. Yeah. Um, and the racing looked good fun as well. Um, they were talking about these haptic triggers and stuff. I mean, I've got no idea what they are. I've never used one. But that also sounded like they're going to use it in quite an interesting way. So Yeah. Good. William, what they... Sorry, Paul. Go on, sorry, Paul. No, I'm going to come back to, to you. Say, yeah. I was just about to say, I'm sat here chatting away to you, actually doing the, the thing on the triggers with my fingers. Oh, but yeah. you can't see that. Can't see they... that. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could see that. Um, William, what was your thoughts? Are you a Gran Turismo fan? I can never say it right. So don't... Uh, I, I have no strong feelings towards Gran Turismo <laughs> one way or the other. It wasn't something I played growing up. I have sport. I've played sport. It's it's good. Like uh, 
I prefer Forza Motorsport, but even there, I'm not massive on the track-based racers. I prefer Simcade. Mm-hmm. So things closer to uh, Drive Club Horizon, obviously, things like that. But uh, no, I think I think this looks good. It's undeniably impressive. The uh, the weather system. Uh, a lot of work is clearly put in and admiration into the history of these vehicles and their manufacturers, and they went into a lot of detail on that. I do think, however, that this presentation, if you aren't a fan or if you are, you know, sort of on the fence about it, is very much preaching to the choir. There wasn't a ton of actual gameplay here. There was a lot of navigating menus and there was a lot of replay. But the actual minute to minute gameplay experience was mostly restricted to the end. I I don't know. I almost want to say that sometimes a a picture's worth a thousand words, but a demo's worth a million. And I think if they released a demo for this, that would be amazing to get a better feel for what they're actually saying about the triggers here and the haptics and everything else. Because at the end of the day, this game is a hundred bucks and it's coming out sandwiched right in between uh, Horizon Forbidden West and Ghostwire Tokyo. So... I think, unfortunately, I'm going to have to wait on this one until a price drop. Again, it looks very good, but I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I, for James, I'm going to come to you next. I think the thing that really, that's one of the things that I, it won me over a little bit. Because I was like, I like the little hub world they had, which is this little kind of world where you could go to a cafe to learn more about cars or something, <laughs> a collector. But I really like the historical stuff. Um, and I really like the kind of idea of these kind of museums, these little kind of snippets of like information about a manufacturer or about a race or something like that, which really intrigued me. And do you remember in Forza Motorsport when you had Jeremy Clarkson doing the voiceover stuff back mm-hmm. a long time ago? I used to really like the bit when he used to just talk about the car. And you used to just get the car and then you would rip it apart. And I thought that, because some bits about that car, and of course he, he had a very different opinion, but it's something about learning about those cars and collecting those cars that appealed to me. James, have I stepped on what you were going to talk about? I, I hate to admit this, but I'm fully agreeing with what you enjoyed about it. Um, I think learning about the cars and and the, is it the music-based replays? Oh, yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. They were strange. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up whether it was watching replays with music that you have or music that's in the game. Mm. I think that makes a difference. If it's whatever you know, small soundtrack the game's gonna have, then it's not really that interesting. But I think it'd be quite good to have, you know, your own replays set to the sounds of maybe Beethoven or mm. Baby Metal, oh, you know, whichever. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. I was just repeating. What you're going to, yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? That like you could put your own Spotify list on or something. Yeah, that would be quite cool. But like William said as well, it didn't do anything to convince me that I need to play it. It didn't show you enough to go. That's really cool. I mean, clouds and puddles—they don't really do it for me. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> But I would quite like to learn about the cars. Uh, again, though, what, what does it do that Forza 
doesn't do as in Frozen Motorsport or Project Cars. Mm. I think, I know it's Sony, so they have to have their own version at least. But it's nothing that I'm going out of my way to try and play. Yeah. It'd be, yeah. It'd be good though. Yeah. It'd be a solid, yeah. solid game. Yeah. Can't complain, but. No, absolutely. Um, but Paul, one of the things it does do, and we talked about this briefly on the podcast car, is um, tests are back. <laughs> they highlight Yes, it. that's fantastic. Um, I was watching that and going, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, the, the license tests are still there. They were the best bit of the Gran Turismos, I think, trying to get all gold on those. Um, back in the early days of the game, if you were, managed to get all golds on the test, it actually rewarded you with a very good car. So whether they do the same with the newer um, generation, I don't know. But, yeah, I was pleased to see the tests are back. Right, good. Yeah, that <laughs> filled me with dread. But I'm quite, yeah. Um, William, do you think there's a lot of, is it, I, I can't remember how many cars they had, 400 cars at launch or something, and it, maybe it was like, 32 locations i can't remember did it seem like a lot of there was a lot of tracks there a lot of interesting places oh yeah for sure and just as we all of you as well i have zero doubt that this is a games as a service it will grow over time i think especially look at how forza has done it how gt sport has done it a lot of these content updates will be free so even the game that we get uh next month will not be the same as the game uh by june by december by next march and yeah i think it's very content complete through launch and it will just get even better from there i think you're right about i think i can't remember what you said i think it's about trying to get a casual game which is what they wanted to do is to get onto it <laughs> when you when you go into deep stuff about tuning <laughs> um it's quite hard <laughs> I, was like, oh, Paul, I thought Paul would love this. I, I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, tuning's not hard. Tuning's easy. But yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, that you you saw the difference in the video where they tuned up that Beetle. I did. Um, and then the difference in the performance. It you, it was clearly visible. So I mean, that's the idea of tuning. You make the car better. Or you get a different um, car. You get a car that would go normally that speed. Buy a, yeah, you just get a blue car instead. I mean, yeah. then you you'll win everything. Yeah. I, I think as for a game that lets you go, do you want to upgrade this car or you just press yes? Or does it bore you? <laughs> yeah. To the nearest. Is that you, you know, Neil? The best for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. That's exactly. So all these little details of rims and whatever the hell else, else there is to uh, upgrade. I'm not interested. Just do it for me. I'm not going to race. There you go. Good, right. Well, that's coming out, definite. March, the at the moment, I'm sure it is. March the, is it March the 3rd? 4th? 4th. March fourth. the 4th, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think we're all on the same page as this. I think it's like, yeah, I think William's right, James right, you're all right. You're saying it's about, you, you're not going to, well, maybe we wouldn't go out and get it straight away, but I, re, I really want to play it. But yep. maybe it's down the line in a little bit, isn't it, in this heavy time yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get. Uh, like I look at Forza, and I go, I got Horizon. I got st- so much to do on that. Still, I'm not even touched half of it. I kind of want to get that a bit more advanced before I go into another one. Maybe. Sorry, Paul. What were you going to say? I was the only thing I was going to say was watching the thing as impressive as it was. It didn't strike me as a system seller. It it didn't make me want to go out and get a PlayStation. Mm. 
Uh, you know, when you looked at Ratchet and Clank, say, last year, mm. that was very much, oh, I would love to play this. It would mm. be worth getting a PlayStation to play this. I didn't get that same feeling from Gran Turismo, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I think that's fair enough. Good. Can we move? Uh, Sorry, William, go on. Yeah, I think as well, just the risk sounding like a Microsoft show here. And let me, we are on an Xbox podcast, but still, uh, I think the reality is it's also just going, it just shows me how important Game Pass has been to how I consume games these days, you know? Because if this was on Game Pass, I would play it day one, zero hesitation. Mm. But because we're talking about a $100 price tag after taxes here, you know, you unfortunately have to weigh things up. And it does restrict the access to the arts that you want to engage with. Mm. Tough choices need to be made. With Game Pass, I was able to jump into Forza and then jump into Age of Empires and jump into Halo within weeks of each other. Yeah. The price of two of them for the whole year. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you have to see right. Good, right. Let's move on to some more news, I think, first of all. There was another big story this week was Sony again, and they've bought Bungie. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big acquisition for $4 billion. I'm making stuff up. Yeah, no yeah, it was, yeah, it was just under four. I think it was 3.8. Right. 3.6. 3.6. I knew it was 3 point something. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's go to William. Let's go to you first, and go to James next. Um, a good transition. Is this a good bit of business here for Sony? I don't know. Uh, I think let's put it this way: uh, in terms of shooter studios out there, Bungie was kind of the last big one. Uh, Id, uh, Bungie and Dice and Respawn, the last two of those are EA. Obviously, you know. We're seeing now Infinity Ward, Sledgehammer, Treyarch, uh, Id, Arcane Bay are all Microsoft now. And obviously there is a desire to compete. And I think it's hard to do much better than Bungie. They are a great, talented team. They made Halo. They created Halo. And that is incredible. However, I think when looking at the deal on the whole... They may have way overpaid here. $3.6 billion is about half of what Microsoft paid for Bethesda. And they got way more than double the content with that acquisition. They got eight studios with like 17 teams between them and all of these massive intellectual properties. With Bungie, you're getting Destiny. Uh, they don't own the rights to any of their older series except Marathon, I believe. Uh, Halo is off with Microsoft, obviously. Uh, Oni is off with uh, Take-Two. Uh, and Myth? Sorry, the, the name escapes me. But their other one. Uh, and I think, I think the reality here... And then, of course, they're being kept independent. The games are all multi-platform now. There were a lot of concessions, obviously, made to uh, Bungie here in the deal. Because I think Bungie had a lot of bargaining power. I don't know. But then, when you look 
at the long term here, if their next game breaks out to be a Minecraft, Fortnite, PUBG-style mega hit, it will all be worthwhile. Mm. We'll sit back in five years laughing, going, wow, they got Bungie for a steal. Mm. But as of right now, it seems... It seems like Sony is giving a lot, and I don't see that they're getting a lot in return right now. But again, 10 years from now, who knows? James, did you think this was going to be their purchase? Do you think this, Were you surprised by this one? I, I didn't see this coming at all. I mean, I didn't even consider that anyone would even try and get Bungie. And not for, like William said, 3.6 billion is a lot of money. Um, it can only be a long term investment that could pay off um well I'm, I'm glad to keep a multi-platform because i think destiny have got a very special kind of fan base that if it wasn't multi-platform i think it'd be a little bit of writing um so i'm good i'm glad to see that but i think it's, it's a run no go on carry on sorry no run. no i was gonna say but will it will it carry on so say they've got destiny 3 coming out in a two years time are they going to keep that multi-platform as well? They said that. Uh, yes. They definitely and said all that. intellectual properties. They said Bungie will be self-publishing. All future ones will come through other systems, including rival platforms. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, they can try and weasel around this and go, oh, see, we put it on Stadia. We put it on uh, uh, Switch via the cloud, but not Xbox. That's a possibility here. And... You know, Jim Ryan likes to sort of go back on promises, so I wouldn't be betting on this per se, but at least as of right now, it appears to be a contractual obligation that they will release their stuff on Xbox. I mean, no, no. What we might see is time exclusive content, right. uh, like maybe exclusive content that's PlayStation that for, yeah, for a while. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's good to keep it platform. I'm well, happy about that. It is, I mean, it's good for us, Xbox people. Yeah. But it's mad. Oh, yeah. it's a, it makes the deal even worse, I think, personally. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't see what they're getting out of it for a long time, uh, Sony. It needs the game to really, really take off to make yeah, anywhere like- near what you need. Yeah. But I think the reality here is just with inflation right now, we mm-hmm. think of return on investment in a way that isn't necessarily reflective of reality. Yeah. It's not that they make back $3.6 billion because they had that in cash already. They just need to not devalue this asset, and they need to mm-hmm. make higher return on investment and profits than they would have made on interest in a bank. So yeah, yeah, that's in that way. regard, fine. But yeah, like they're going out here and saying, uh, the reason we bought Bungie is we're really excited and we want to make a Destiny TV show and a Destiny movie. It's like, well, you could have made that without buying them. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or oh, Destiny. <laughs> a lot. Destiny movie. Mo- Would they have Paul McCartney singing the song again? The Destiny <laughs> movie. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> Paul, you're a Destiny fan. Are you? What do you think about this? I am a Destiny fan. Um, and... You know, it, they've got a long history of having uh, exclusive things for the PlayStation, timed exclusives. Like in Destiny 1, all the way back then, uh, the PlayStation had a, a 
specific strike and a specific weapon and everything else that we didn't get on the Xbox. Um, so there's been a, a history between Sony and Bungie. Um, but as soon as I read the news, the first thing I thought was, well, I wonder if they're going to be uh, bringing out any more updates for Destiny 2 on the Xbox. But I was relieved to read that it's going to carry on being multi-platform. So um, I, th I think basically I've, I've mirrored the rest of what you guys are saying. You know, yeah. it's it's hard to see what the killer app is that Bungie's got in the pipeline that they've they're able to look at this and go, yeah, 3.6 billion. That sounds like a, a reasonable price. Um, unless, you know, I imagine that the people at Sony had access to stuff that, you know, we we as lesser mortals wouldn't get to see. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be very much a case of watch this space, I think, and yeah. see what they come up with. What do you think they're going to get next? Sony, they're talking about buying some more. What would you, your guesses go? One, I, I, one, well, one guess each. Well, I was still surprised they didn't get Square, to be honest, or Squeenix, as it is nowadays. Um, I, I really thought that that would be the next sort of big purchase. You know, they're, they're, they love a bit of Square. Um, the Final Fantasy VII remake and everything else, I'd have thought that would have been a, a reasonably good purchase, but shows what I know. <laughs> William, what, what do you think? What's your guess? Uh, I think as a reality... Uh, I don't see them going after any major publisher because they risk a bidding war. They already tried that before with Liu, and Tencent outbid them like two to one. So I'd I'd be wary to say that they're going for a Square Enix or others. I could see them going to Konami for the intellectual property. Uh, and then I think they clearly want to make a lot of multiplayer games. They want experience there. I think they're going to buy up a lot of their existing partners in VR and in uh, forthcoming games. So the Jade Raymond studio, for instance, uh, probably Monsters, the Firewalk team there, uh, Deviation Games from the former Treyarch developers. I think all of those are fairly safe bets. Okay. You've, uh, had, you've, you've had your guesses. James. <laughs> James, what have you got? What's your one guess, James? I think Konami get a good a good shout okay. because if they get a multiplayer game in Pez, I mean that that's covering the sports market, um, because they've already got the shooting market tied up with Bungie, um, but yeah, I don't think it'll cost much to get Konami. Good, you know, you know, they're all value. Right, worth a CC. Good, um. Now, it's going to be quite PlayStation-heavy this uh, week, I think. Um, oh, the another game's got, I think it was yesterday, that we got a release date for Ghostwire Tokyo. It's coming out on the March 25th. Um, there's a little um, in-depth preview thing tonight, I think. So you can watch that then. We didn't get to watch it before we did this. Is and this, is this, the, is this Bethesda, isn't it? Yeah, this is the last of their uh, contracts with PlayStation. What do we know about this game? Who can tell me about what the hell this is? William. I'm going for William on this. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think uh, William knows all uh, the yeah. things. I, I haven't got a Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ghostwire Tokyo is the latest game from uh, Tango Gameworks, Shinji Mikami's team. They're actually working on three games right now, but this is the first one to come out. Uh, 
this is Microsoft's only Japanese studio. Uh, well, Japanese-based studio. So that's a little awkward that uh, Sony has held this game up. Uh, it will be coming out on PS5 and PC on March 25th, and then coming to Xbox like a year later, so expect in Game Pass. It's it's a hard game to describe. It's sort of a first-person action parkour shooter without guns type thing set in the set in Tokyo with a bunch of evil spirits to ward off. Oh, I remember this game. Yeah, I do remember this. Yeah, I do. Yeah. It's, you need a 30 deep dive because it's, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a nice deep dive out tonight. Um, J- James, would you, would you buy it? No, you're not even got a PlayStation. No, I'm asking you. William, are you going to play it? You're going to get it first before, or are you going to wait a year for it to go into Xbox? Uh, I I like Bethesda too much. I'm probably going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, but I am. Yeah, yeah, like like with Deathloop. Good. You know, it's like I'd rather wait. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I want to wait, but I can't. <laughs> no, fair enough. I'm with you on that. Paul, would you be excited about this in a year's time in 2023? In a year's time, yeah. possibly. Um, yeah, I mean, I do like a Bethesda game, so I can't see any reason why I wouldn't. So just can I just check, because I've not seen anything about this. When you say it's like a first-person parkour game, is it like sort of like Mirror's Edge, that kind of thing? Uh, I, I guess a tad, but it's... Uh, I, I guess the better comparator is Dying Light to an extent, where it's... Oh, yeah. Procore, but still very action heavy, and mm-hmm. maybe maybe there isn't Procore. I, I don't quite. It, it, it's a weird game. <laughs> we need to see. Okay. It. We, we'll see more I, of it. I like tonight. weird games. Yeah. Weird games are good. Um, just moving on. There's um some game delays. Um, well, we have got one of the big, big game delay actually. The one that's kind of thing is uh, Suicide Squad is reportedly moving to 2023. Is that right? Have I made this up? I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be upset about this, James. I'm not too upset. I can wait. Because there was two DC probably... games coming out, wasn't there? There was this and Gotham Knights, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I yes. much prefer this one. Okay. I don't know. I'm being harsh on Gotham Knights. I think I'm the only one who likes the look of it. It was just a terrible presentation for it the first time. Right. Okay. Everything that helped. And the expectation. Yeah. Something yeah. fantastic. Um, Paul, did you, you, were, you were excited about Suicide Squad. I was excited about Suicide Squad. Um, but, you know, I'd rather that the developers had the time they needed to make the game good rather than rush it out and then go, oh, yeah, we know it's a bit rubbish. We'll patch it. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm not going to be firing off the death threats to the developers just yet. <laughs> Again. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good. Don't do that, kids. <laughs> Don't do that at all. Um, I'm just going to really go another PlayStation 1 again. Is they're going to launch more than 10 live service games. William, what is a live service game? What does that mean? So a live service game is an ongoing game, often but not always multiplayer that has persistent updates to it. So Halo is a live service, Age of Empires is a live service, Forza Horizon is a live service. Uh, Thank you. Even Gears 
extent and Assassin's Creed. Great. It's so, Fortnite. Yeah. Fortnite, obviously. Yeah. yeah. What, was, what was the game that died um, last week? Um, Ubisoft game that was uh, online. Oh, the one that nobody's heard of. Hyperscape? Yeah. Yeah. Last of the year and a half. Not dead quite yeah. yet. Coughing <laughs> up blood, but it's not dead. Okay. <laughs> um, just before we go on to some um, games we've been playing, um, what's this Jeff Knightley thing? Is more deals are coming? We've heard, are we? What do we think? What could it That's be? What... Yeah. Sorry, William, go you first. Sorry, I, I may find the exact tweet here. Uh, but effectively, the gist of it was more deals are coming sooner rather than later. Mm. So uh, they were in the final stages. Uh, here we go. Have heard from multiple people. As you might suspect, there are other big video game deals in the final stages of negotiations. It's going to be an interesting year. So that's neat. We could see EA buying. They said that they're looking to buy. We could see mergers. Uh, I think Microsoft is going to be quiet, but that doesn't mean that they are doing things, if that makes sense. Yeah. They don't want to rock the regulatory book here, but that's not stopping them for saying, for example, coming up to, I don't know, IO Interactive and saying, okay, we have signed an intent to buy you in one year, seven months from now, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. So. What do you, what do you, what would you think? James, what would you go for a guess for? What would be another Microsoft biggie? I mean, I, I just wouldn't buy Sega. Oh, you do, don't, don't you? Know why. Yeah, you've yeah. heard of that. Yeah. It would just be really nice. Are they taking your calls? Not anymore. <laughs> I think you said, I think the headquarters of the Sony carpet. You don't like that. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. Um, <laughs> Paul, what would you have guessed, Steve? What have we got to games? Um, I think Microsoft should buy Sony. I think that would be... Nobody would see that one coming. I think that would be a surprise. Um, and yeah, then then we can all be one big happy family and all this console war nonsense can go away. Oh, okay. A strange utopia that could turn into a fascist... It would be, it would be lovely. We could turn into a fascist state. We can all worship Phil Spencer. Good, okay, that's good. Right, games, reviewed games. Now, before we go into what we've been playing on this podcast, um, Neil, um, who is on this podcast occasionally, um, who runs the Xbox website, he's reviewed Dying Light 2, and I got to have a little chat with him about it earlier, and here we are. Hello, Neil, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, how are you? I'm very good, this is good, isn't it? This is like, a, this is like me talking to you in the States or outside the... The, the office of Dying Light 2, like on, on the field reporter. That's what you are now, isn't it? Well, apart from I'm laid in bed with a laptop. But other than that, yeah, it's kind of like uh, reporting on the ground. You've ruined all the excitement. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but it was great to have It's good to have you on this one just to talk about because you've had the opportunity of reviewing Dying Light 2, which you've got the reviews on the site at the moment on the Xbox Hub site. And... I just wanted to chat to you about it, your impressions. Um, first of all, yep. just give us an idea about 
what is it what's it like to play because i've read all the other reviews and your review and just to, what's your overall impression of it okay um i've read my review i haven't read any other reviews mm. um i've seen some scores and they kind of um come in line with roughly what i was thinking i've spoiler alert i've i've given it a four out of five um so an 80 on metacritic but it's one of those games that from kind of the first hour or two i knew that some people would really be slating it and other people would love it and i knew that scores would come in four out of tens and then you get 10 out of tens um just because i know how the industry works and how gamers kind of like their games and it's certainly not a game without problems there are a number of bugs there are a number of glitches i've been playing it for the best part of two weeks um and techland have patched it a fair old bit already um with more to come uh and if you take what they did with the original Dynamite, which came out in 2015 was it i think mm. um they've continued to support that right up until last month really they're throwing dlc out for that so um i should expect them to do exactly the same with Dynite 2 and it could well be one of the best games many people have played but similarly it could be one of those games that people think oh i can't be bothered with these bugs and glitches i'm gonna throw it off to one side um but anyway to to answer your question yeah which was um i can't remember <laughs> what is it your overall impression of it yeah so, overall impression well like i said i've given it a four out of five it's very good. Um, if you liked the original Dying Light, you will love this. Um, it, it builds on everything that they had before it, and it plays with the parkour elements, um, the first-person viewpoint, really, really well. Um, it's super smooth. It's it's pretty exciting, you know, when you're kind of flying flying across monkey bars and then grabbing a ladder and clambering up a ladder and over some more obstacles and then across a rooftop and then whacking a zombie around the face with a with um, an axe or something like that. Um, but yeah, it, it works really, really well. But like I say, there there are some problems. And let me just chat to you first. Story-wise, I know you're a big story person. You're not. He's not. I, I'm, a, I'm a massive story person. <laughs> he's not. He's yes. not anyway. Um, is the story work? Is it a good story? Is that some criticism of the story a little bit um, from certain people? Um, have, I, I don't know what they said because I haven't read it, but um, for me, it kind of goes all over the place. Right. A bit too much. Right. Um, I've put in, I know, I know, before it came out, Teclan started talking 50 hours. Uh, 500. Hours, five, 500 hours. And then they quickly backtracked, didn't they, and said, 85 i think it was mm. the main story with the side quest I, as well yeah I, i've put in about 30 i think low 30s so far yeah. um plenty enough to get uh, a handle on what's going on with it um but yeah the story does go all over the place a and twisting and turning is fine nothing wrong with that but there are moments when you think where's it going now and why has that happened? Mm. And, you know, it's just a bit... For, for somebody who's not bothered by a story anyway, it's not a problem. Um, but if you're here for a story, you might find it a bit strange. Has it got that kind of Far Cry 
idea that you're you know you're just meeting loads of different characters they've all got little side stories and they all come together it reminds me i I put this in my review it reminds me massively of far cry three onwards okay so so the way the whole thing's set up the whole structure I, i suppose you could say it's a load of glorified fetch quests um which any open world is 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 it not really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but, but they're, they're, they're good quests. Um, but there is a lot of go here, kind of in Far Cry terms, liberate that tower, um, then clear something else out, and then go back here and see what they want you to do now. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, there is a there is a lot of Far Cry in it. But then again, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And um, visually. Neil, what's it like visually on the Xbox Series? You played it on the Series X. I, I've played it on the Series X. Um, we were asked not to play it on the Xbox One originally, right? Um, which I wasn't going to do anyway, because in my eyes that's gone, yeah, past. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then Techland dropped a nice video, um, probably about four, four or five days ago showing an Xbox One and PS4 comparison thing. And it looked really good. Mm. So I don't really know what they're worried about. Um, whether they kind of had that set up and staged, you know, to show the good bits of how it was working on Xbox One, I, I don't know. Um, but on Series X, I say it's smooth. The parkour is brilliant. Um, the visuals are, are amazing, to be honest. Um, you can go up to the top of a massive tower look around, get the binoculars out, zoom in on stuff, and it really does look good. Um, I'm not overly keen on some of the cutscenes. Right. Some of the some of the characters when it kind of focuses in on them are a bit weird. And some of the chatter is very, very stilted. Right. Uh, there's there's lots of um staring into the abyss and <laughs> kind of and waiting for you to do something when you can't do anything because the conversation tree kind of thing hasn't popped up right, right. Um, but on, on the whole it, it looks very good but there are some weird little bits and there there are <laughs> I, I know you're a big fan of the old um train sim world and the clones that you get in train sim yeah, world yeah i love those trick clones strangely there seem to be some reused characters right. or or that are very close to each other um so you'll be fighting i know kind of like the undead and zombies and whatever all look the same, but when you're fighting real humans that all look the same, right? It's a little bit disappointing. But again, it's it's nothing, nothing to worry about really. And you know, as you said, they're doing a day one patch. Um, it's coming out yep. on Friday on the fourth. And bug wise, now you've had it with a bit. Of, is it is it unplayable bugs is it like we've, we're no. used to bugs aren't we we don't i don't mind bugs and stuff. especially in open world games you get loads of it but it's it's you think it's fine yeah oh yeah yeah it, it's an open world game yeah. all open world games have bugs yeah. there, there have been little bits where i've kind of come across an invisible wall and for some reason i haven't been able to kind of walk forward so you have to step slightly to the left and then walk forward it's it's, it's no big deal yeah um i've had a couple of audio cutouts and a couple of audio kind of sticks so the the backing soundtrack which is really good um has just stopped and kind of stuck on one note right. so i've had to close the game down reload it um 
but but things like that they're going to fix and like i say in, in the two weeks i've had it they've dropped a few patches already yeah yeah so they're, they're going to carry on doing it and and again like i say if they support it like they did with the original game then this is going to be one of the most supported games of all time i would think good oh neil thank yeah. you that's good i like that anything else you want to know no that's it I think that's oh, enough. Yeah, that's okay. great. That's really just what it is. Um, but we can get more if you want more detail because you've written a lot of words here. Good, all good stuff. It's um, on the site. Have a look at the uh, download two review there. Many um, would say I wrote too many words, no. and I would be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a long review, but it's a big game, and I wanted to put well, you know, all the important bits in. Yeah. While covering some of the little bits as well, but your, yeah, inter- your, in- your introduction was bigger than my normal reviews. Well, Gareth, we yeah, no comment on that really. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Neil, I'll let you go back to bed. Have a good oh, thank you very much. See you soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Good. There we go. Thank you, Neil, very much. Looking forward to playing it, um, gentlemen. Let's talk about what we've been playing. Um, Paul, what have you been playing? What game have you been playing? What's your one? I I have been playing from Game Pass, uh, Taiko no Tetsujin. I apologise to any Japanese speakers for mangling their language there. Um, but the the drumming game, basically, and it's absolutely bonkers. It's really really good fun. Um, we were playing it. I was playing it early one morning but I'd woken up very early must have been 5.30 and I was looking through the song list and there was one there something about Orpheus and I started to play it and it was the Can Can music you know from like Moulin Rouge yeah, yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, so I'm busily drumming along to uh, this this Can Can music and I saw a glance across to my left and my 10 year old son is doing high kicks around the living room in time to the music and to my drumming. And this is at 5.30 in the morning. And I wish I could say that it was um, an unusual occurrence, but, you know, every time I play this, he starts dancing around the living room. It's 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 really quite good fun. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm thoroughly enjoying that at the minute. I haven't quite written the review yet, um, but I think it's going to be a good one, especially, you know, for no extra pennies on the Game Pass. It's It's just... Very, very good fun. And what is it? It's like a, it's like a music rhythm game, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. Think, okay. think guitar hero, but with drums instead. Okay. Um, yeah. And the songs, they go from like one star all the way up to ten star difficulty. And I swear, the ten star difficulty, only an octopus could play it. <laughs> it's just you need that many different fingers and on that many different buttons at once. It's ridiculous. Um, you know, I, I failed one of the 10 star songs within about the first 30 seconds. It was just, it just went, no, you're rubbish. Give up. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really good fun. And just drumming along is surprisingly relaxing. So very, uh, very good game. Good. Good. Thank you, Paul. That sounds good. And it's on Game Pass. And William, what about you? What's the, what's been your game you've been playing this week? I haven't had a ton of time to play stuff. Uh, I've been seeing the movies and working, obviously, but I did find time for something very special called Meme Run 2. This is a sequel to Meme Run, which was the laughing stock of the Wii U store, 
And now Meme Run 2 is a PS5, PS4 console exclusive. So, you know, this beats uh, Elder Scrolls and all those right there. This <laughs> so in this game, you ha- can play as such wonderful characters as Big Fungus, not Big Chungus, and Bell Delphine as you run and slide, and OK Boomer as you run and slide your way on an endless runner as a bunch of seizure-inducing memes just start popping up and screaming at you. Uh, it almost blew out the speaker on my television. So this one goes for the low price of $6.90 and runs at 420 frames per second. So be sure oh, to wow. buy it. Wow. What? Wait, where can you play that on? What do you play it on? Uh, it's on PS4, PS5, and uh, Steam. Wow. Meme it's... Run 2. I've never heard of this. Sounds like James. It sounds like one of yours. That's quite offensive. <laughs> you can fall out with people, you know. <laughs> um, James, what what modern game have you been playing? Well, I was going to talk about another card game. I thought while we've got Paul here, yeah. I'd love to talk about Aliens Fighting. Yes. Oh, yeah. Having a, a good hour on it with you and another gamer. Um, I'm quite to be honest. Um, it's not a great game. <laughs> It's a, a co-op third-person shooter, and it's a little bit geary where you can get behind cover. And essentially, all you're doing is playing the horde section of gears. So you get into a place, you take the brunt of the attacks, and then you move on. Um, and is it correctly wrong here, Gareth? Mm. And you know it would be too offensive, <laughs> but. It looks terrible, doesn't it? <laughs> it's very terrible. Very it doesn't look great. It, it, it's possibly the most disappointing I've been with the game. Even though it was on Game Pass, I didn't pay for it. I thought I could owe me money afterwards. <laughs> um, oh, oh, James. He's laid into it, it. it. Even the shooting mechanics, they feel... Is lazy the word? Just really bad. He looks like he's in it on behind the shots. Um, Paul, the shotgun. Paul, are, are we playing the same game? <laughs> well, apparently not. Goodness me. Are you sure you're not playing Alien Trilogy on the PlayStation 1? Oh, that was a, that was a good game. I like that, that was game. a great game, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed playing it, but I'm a massive... I don't know, are you a fan of the films, would you say? Um, I don't mind the films. Well, you see, that that may be the difference. I'm I'm a huge fan of the film, so being able to run around and shoot the guns yeah. from aliens, it was and the, making the right noises and the aliens going ah! when you shoot you them. Mean, and, you mean the nostalgia? I get yeah, that. It, yeah, it was a lot of I, you know. This is a good time from my life when I was young and I used to watch these films and it was fantastic. And now. I can relive those days while shooting aliens in the face. Yeah. I mean, life just doesn't get any better. But it's just a terrible game. <laughs> oh, I like this. This is good. It's, I've, I've played I mean, terrible games in my time. This is not one of them. You were, you were playing with two idiots, James. Yeah. If you play well, with people who can aim straight, you're not too bad. I, 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 well, I think I was... I was with a doctor, and I think you were a gunner or a demolition. I don't know why I was. Yeah, 
But anyway, <laughs> at one point I thought, I hope the doctors got no more medicates. And I wish it would just be over soon. Oh, no. It was, it was painful. I'll tell you um, what, we'll, we'll have a game, James, and I'll show you how good it can be. What, what have we done to deserve that? <laughs> Well, you know, you, you've you've dissed my fav- one of my favourite games. Oh, That's what yeah. you've done. Right, I, I, I'll give it one more try. <laughs> Good. I Wisdom think you. you're still playing with us. We've only done level one. Gonna, oh, jeez. We need to. We'll get you a PS5, and you can play Meme Runner too. Yeah. Okay, Instead, look, <laughs> if, I, if I play it with you, Paul, it's more enjoyable. I'll, I'll make a formal apology. <laughs> I should, right. That's it. It's a date. Um. It is. Good, gentlemen. I like that discussion there. Um, now, I'm going to have this conversation with William, probably, because um, you two haven't played it. Um, <laughs> you two are idiots. Um, <laughs> I eventually finished Hadia Infinite after a little break of a thing and um, the campaign. We're not going to, I'm not going to spoil the campaign here. But, um, William, what do you think at the, the end of Hadia Infinite? What do you think of the, the, the campaign, how it went for you again? I, I really enjoyed the campaign. I think it was very open level design. I think uh, the moment to moment stuff was great. I really enjoyed the characters, uh, the weapon, the pilot. I, I thought the ending was satisfying. And obviously, uh, there. Uh, I think the goal is to add expansions and mini campaigns over time. So that's exciting. Yeah, no, I think it's quite easily uh 343's best campaign although i think four had the better story that's my thought um no i agree. i think i had a really good time with it i didn't know i kept saying to i think james and i said i'm really enjoying myself with this it's really good i had moments when i went i've got so much to do in the open world bits at the beginning and then i was like oh and then it got kind of i think the weirdest thing about it is it starts off this is not spoiling it, it starts off very open worldy no, it starts off very linear for so, and then you're in the open world, and then you sort of get funneled, and then you're on a much more linear journey, especially towards the second half of it. It was only a little bit, and that's that's the only bit I found a little bit odd. You can go back to the open world stuff, but the the story and I really enjoyed the story. I thought it was really well put together, um, and it's it's yeah, it's really interesting. Something missing for me, but I don't quite know what. But it's a really good, solid four and a half out of five, maybe. What did we give it? Can we remember four? Didn't we? I think it was four. Can't remember. I think it was four. I think it down. Yeah. Um, but it'd be very interesting to see where it goes next. So eventually, I finished that, so I can eventually start the big month of February, which is coming up of loads of games, starting from tomorrow. Dying Light Two. Uh, what are we going to be playing next week, you two? Um, William, what are you going to be playing or doing? Or maybe you're doing nothing. What are you off to? Uh, so next week, no. uh, I believe Death on the Nile is opening. I might have my dates wrong here, but uh, that's the sequel to Murder on the Orient Express. I enjoyed that movie a ton. Obviously, this movie has encountered a lot of difficulties uh, getting released. but. Uh, I'm still looking forward to seeing it, and yeah, and I can. The theaters are yeah, open. Good, enjoy it. Um, Paul, what about you? What are you looking for? Um, what am I looking forward to next week? Um, to be honest, 
not a huge amount. I mean, <laughs> I'm 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 looking forward like a couple of weeks to Elden Ring. That's yeah. just I cannot wait for that. So other than that, I mean, all I've got in my immediate future is lots more work and lots more arguing with idiots in America. Oh, I thought you meant us, then. No, 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 no. You're, you're not in America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. Oh, good. Um, James, what about you? What are you looking forward to? Seeing, playing? All of us are dead. Two episodes left. And then Murderville. Another 24 hours. Murderville? Oh, yeah, I've heard of Murderville. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a... Like a murder mystery style detective show, I think. And the special guest has no script in each episode. Uh, so there's one person that has to uh, improvise everything within that episode. So that'd be interesting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, from Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Let us know about that next week. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I might. Yeah. I might. You bloody will. That's what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Dying Light 2. I think I'm going to get it tomorrow. I'm going to play it. I'm going to enjoy myself. Um, good. And maybe Sifu next week. Sifu? That's coming out next week on PlayStation. Yeah, yes. that looks good. Yeah. Um, good. Right. Thank you, gentlemen, so much. It's been a pleasure as always. We've had arguments. We've had insight. We've had all sorts. Um, if we want to speak to you, where can we find you, William? Uh, I am on Twitter. What is my handle? My handle is <laughs> William William J Carolina. That's right. Great. So find me on. Good, James. What about you? Um, Twitter and Instagram at okduko. Paul, what about you? Um, I am on the Twitters and my handle, I'm glad that William used the correct phrase there, is at Xbox Hub Paul. Brilliant. And you can find me on Twitter and Twitch and Instagram on GB Briley. And thank you so much and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the official podcast of the XboxHub.com. You'll be able to find all the notes of this show at www.thexboxhub.com slash podcast. You can also check out our social feeds on Instagram and Twitter at The Xbox Hub and search for The Xbox Hub on Facebook. 